just rock. You guys see Cam and Natalie? Everybody. We took them out on a date night last night, and we just said, aw. Yeah, we said, like, fun and cactus and, you know, tried to be normal, but we already weren't normal before this all started. So, you know, we're trying our best, but it's okay. We're called to be a peculiar people. Amen? Amen. So if you have a chance, we're going to pray for them at the end of this message, but if you have a chance, bless them, hand them five bucks, hand them 10,000 bucks. They need whatever they can get. Um, but we know that the Lord is with them. Amen. Jehovah Rapha is with Azariah. He lives in Azariah. Jehovah Jireh is their provider. And where the Lord leads, he provides. And surely the Lord is at work in their family, and God is faithful to see it to the end. Amen. Amen. We believe in hope in this church. We believe in Jesus in this church. We believe in healing in this church. We believe in life in this church. Amen. We believe... <laughs> That God is the Alpha and he is the Omega. Say he's the Alpha. That means he's the beginning. He's the Omega. Say he's the Omega. That means he's the end. And he's everything in between, okay? So God is in the details. So like the song says, even when it doesn't feel like it's working, it's working. That God is always doing something in your life. And may God continue to give us eyes to see you know, to see who he is and what he is doing. You know, a key to that, this isn't my message, is Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving will always give us eyes to see Jesus for who he is and what he is doing. Amen. So before they leave today, give them a hug. If you're not feeling well, hug them from afar. And we're going to bless them in the name of Jesus. So God, we thank you for your presence. Lord, we thank you for your presence that's already been so strong in the room. Lord, we thank you for your word that says where two or three are gathered, that you show up, Lord Jesus. So I ask you to continue doing what you've already been doing. Holy Spirit, we invite you into every space, into every place, into every heart in the room. Holy Spirit, I say come like a fire, come like a wind, come like just a fresh breath from heaven, breathing life within every heart in this house in the name of Jesus. Lord, I just declare your kingdom come and your will to be done over every person in this room, over every marriage in this room, over every home represented in this room. And I say what the enemy might have intended for evil, that God, that you are turning things around for good. God, I thank you that today is a new day for the church, Lord Jesus. And all the people might be saying, whoa, can you look at this and look at that and poo buying this and that. But Jesus, you say, no, no, no. I am the God of all hope. And I am here, and I am near, and I am with you. And we all said, amen. Yeah, that was still, I was still praying. I was still praying. Um, but before my message, you know, I've been just carrying a lot of things in my heart. You know, and as Cam and Natalie have been walking through this, Pastor Jake and I, we have had a lot of questions. I don't mind questions, so fire them our way, okay? We've started this podcast called Following Jesus, you know, and we just love to help people and to answer whatever questions. We surely don't think we're experts in everything, but I'm 46 years old, and I know something, but I definitely don't know everything. But if I have something that I can help you with, I want to help you. But, you know, Jesus is not afraid of our questions, amen? Say, God is not afraid of my questions, Amen. Amen. Um, but I want to give you a couple of verses. This is, again, this is not part of my message, but this is just something that I've been carrying, okay? Um, just to lock in some theology, okay? We want to lock hard into some solid theology in, in, you know, in this church and in our hearts and lives. And, you know, we've already talked about he's Jehovah Jireh, our provider. He provides. Amen. We've already talked about Jehovah. He's Jehovah Rapha, our healer. He heals. Amen. God 
heals. Amen. Um, but some verses that we need locked in for our life that will just, it's like a one-on-one for theology, okay? John 16, because, you know, one of the questions we get asked a lot, why do bad things happen? Why do bad things happen? I'll tell you a couple of verses that help me with this, okay? So if you're taking notes, write this down. John 16, says, In this world, this is Jesus speaking, you will have trouble, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world, okay? So Jesus is saying, you know what? Bad things are going to happen. Hard times are going to happen because it's a fallen world. Sin came into the world, so bad things happened. But Jesus said, don't worry. I gave my life for you. I hung on the cross for you. I rose from the dead, so it's going to be okay. Take heart. I've overcome all that. Amen? John 10.10 says, the thief comes. Who is the thief? (laughs) Who is the thief? The thief comes to what? Steal? The thief comes to? Let's say it one more time. We're going to learn it. The thief comes to you. But what did Jesus say? He said, I've come that they might have life and have it more abundantly. So Satan is bad. Jesus is. Satan is. Jesus is. The thief came to take things away from us. But God came to, and he sent his son Jesus to give things to us. And part of that is abundant life. Amen. Say abundant life. Not a little bit. Are we still repeating her? We don't know. Say not a little bit, but a lot. Say a lot. A lot. Okay, and I know I'm kind of weird, and I like to say these things out loud, but I really believe that sometimes when we say it, it actually might get from our head into our heart. Okay? It actually might get into our head, into our heart. But God does not cause bad things to happen to us, okay? God did not cause my nephew to fall into that lake. So can we just settle that right now? Somebody actually asked me that question. I said, no way would I serve a God that would throw a little boy into a lake. But you know what? The Lord will say, you know what? I'm going to enter into this scene. I'm going to cause breath to come into him so that he will fulfill his purpose here on earth. So what the enemy intended for evil... God will turn it around for good. Amen? Just working out some theology. In case you're wondering where we're at here, this is where we're at, okay? (laughs) Another two things that we need locked in for our life is God is good. Say, God is good, and God loves me. John 3.16 says, for God so loved the world. If you know it, let's say it together. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever should believe in will not perish, but have everlasting life. It's God's will that no man would perish, but that every person in this earth would come to the saving knowledge of all that he is. Amen? Satan is bad. Jesus is good. And thank God for Jesus who is here with us today to give us joy, to give us life, to give us peace, who gave us salvation, who gave us life abundantly, who can give us You know, hope, when we're hoping against hope, that's who Jesus is. And that's the Jesus I'm going to stand up for today and serve. Amen? Come on, let's give thanks to Jesus. Uh, My message is called Honey in the Rock. I have so many things scribbled down. I'm a little bit nervous because I've never had so much scribbled down. So if it's kind of everywhere, I just pray that the Holy Spirit gives you one thing that you heard today, okay? (laughs) Amen? Uh, Jake and I were in Walmart on Friday night. You're like, you're in Walmart? Yeah, that's where we go on date night. If you were wondering what we do on Friday nights, we like to go to Walmart. No, actually, it's my mom's birthday day. I'm going to say it again. Happy birthday to my mom today. And um, 
you know, we've all been kind of tied up. Our family's been a little bit tied up this month. We're like, you know what? We're going to take my mom and dad out for my mom's birthday. So we went to Indiana Jones. Okay. Yay. Friday night. Okay. It was pretty good. Okay. You want to know why? It was pretty good. Don't read the critics' reviews. What do they really know anyway? You know, we're all about, you know, the nostalgia and everything in our family. So, you know, we loved it. And so it was nice to spend some time together. But Jake and I went to Walmart after just to get a couple of things. And as I was walking um, through this section, I was in the kids' clothing section, actually, and I was staring at something for no apparent reason at all. And the Lord just arrested my attention. Has the Lord ever just done that? You're just like somewhere and he just like stops you. And he just stopped me, and this is what he said. And you know what I loved is I've heard him say it a few times through different people. Ella was praying it in prayer this morning. Jacob, you touched on this just as you were taking over this morning. Um, But he said this, okay? Remember this. If this is all you remember this morning, remember this. He said, I want my people to know the nearness of me. Let's say that again. He said, I want my people to know the nearness of me. And then he said this. He said, I am near, and I am here. That's a word for somebody today, more than one somebody. He's saying, I am near, and I am here. And as I'm standing in the clothing section of Walmart, Jake's not around, you know, I just begin to cry as I'm staring at kids' clothes for, you know, as the Lord begins to speak to me, because as he was speaking to me, saying this, I could just feel the overwhelming sense of his presence in Walmart on a Friday night. And that could only be God's, that you would feel the presence of Walmart on a Friday night. But you know what else I felt was the heart of the father towards his sons and daughters. It was like he was saying, it's going to be okay. In fact, he was saying, it's going to be more than okay. Take heart, church. In this world, we're going to have trouble. We're going to have inflation. We're going to have to deal with family stuff that's going to seem like impossible, and people are going to think you're crazy for believing God. But we're going to believe, amen, Amen. because Jesus is the healer. You're going to have marriage stuff. You're going to be believing, you know, for your children. All of these things. But he is saying, I could just feel his presence in that moment saying, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Everything we have need of, church, is found in. Say that again. Everything we have need of is found in. So as so are sensing the heart of God and just feeling the heart of God so strong, you know, I think it probably came out of this place of stuff that we've been going through as a family. But, you know, have you ever noticed, like, when you buy a car, you know, anybody buy a new car? Of course, we've all bought a car in this place, most of us probably. But then you notice everybody else has that car. Have you know? Am I alone? Am I alone? It's like suddenly, you know, like I drive a, I drive a Lexus, okay? And it was like suddenly I was like, wow, there's a lot of Lex. Is it Lexi or Lexuses? I don't know. There's a lot of Lexuses in the world, but there's really not that many. It's just because I have one, so I'm thinking about it. I became aware of it. You know, as our family's going through this season, you know, this this past month, it's been four weeks. You know, suddenly it's not like Pastor Jake and I weren't aware of it because we pastor a church, so we're walking with a lot of you all the time. You know, we're aware of a lot of things that are going on you know, and a lot of other things, you know, that don't happen in this church. We're aware of it, you know, but I'm super aware right now of how overwhelmed people are. Super aware of how overwhelmed people are right now. And the Lord led me to the scripture because, you know, Pastor Jake, he's been preaching fire, (laughs) so much fire, and I'm so proud of my husband for what he preached last Sunday. Aren't you glad that you go to a church? 
where your pastor is not afraid to speak the truth of the word of God, I want to go to that church. Sign me up for that church that's not afraid, amen? Because we are not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. For it's the power of God to salvation for all who believe. But as I was thinking about people being overwhelmed, as I was thinking about what my family was going through, and I was on the phone with someone this week, you know, in church, just talking about, hey, like, how are you doing? You know, are you feeling overwhelmed? Because I just sense that a lot of people are overwhelmed this season. The Lord led me to this scripture out of Psalm 61. Jaden, if we have it, let's put it up. It says, hear my cry, O Lord. Listen to my prayer. From the ends of the earth will I cry to you. When my heart is overwhelmed and fainting, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Yes, a rock that is too high for me. I think we have the Amplified up there, but it's actually the classic Amplified that I'm reading from. So you can just take that down. Unless you have the classic, it's, it's AMPC. You don't have it. It's okay. This, the psalmist David is saying this. He's saying, hear my cry, God. And can I, can I just stop for a moment and say, never be ashamed of needing Jesus. Never be ashamed of being desperate for Jesus because it seems to me in the Bible that the people that were desperate for Jesus were the ones that got healed, amen, were the ones that were made whole, were the ones that got the miracle, amen. So never be ashamed, church, of your desperate cry. You know, and David here, he's, he's desperate. He's saying, God, would you hear my cry? Listen to my prayer. And, you know, here's another thought, you know, that even the whisper of the name of Jesus and he is going to come running after you. It's okay to shout. I'm a shouter. You can tell I'm a shouter. I'm a loud person, okay? Funny, funny, fun fact, I'm actually an introvert. I know most of you wouldn't believe that, but I'm actually an introvert. Yeah, Jake's saying it's true. It's true. But just the whisper of the name of Jesus, like that song we were singing, hallelujah. If all you have is a hallelujah, and you're overwhelmed in life, and it's like you're lifting your head. Have you ever just been in a season? Maybe you're in that season. It's like the water is coming up higher and higher. You ever seen those movies, you know? And the higher and higher in the water, you know, you're trying not to drown. And you're just like, hallelujah, hallelujah, Jesus, 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 Jesus. And he comes because he's good. And his mercy endures forever. And his ear isn't just towards you. His ear is to every son and daughter on the planet. Isn't that amazing? It's amazing. So the psalmist is saying, hear my cry, O Lord, would you listen to my prayer? From the ends of the earth will I cry to you when my heart is overwhelmed. He's not saying if my heart is overwhelmed. I hate to say it and I hate to break it to you, but you've probably already noticed in your life you've gone through some things, you know. When my heart is overwhelmed, it's going to happen, but we can take heart because we have Jesus, amen. Is overwhelmed and fainting, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Yes, a rock that is too high for me. Amen? Overwhelmed means to be crushed violently. Okay, maybe you've been in a season where you have felt crushed violently. It means to be overcome. It means to be overwhelmed with cares. Anyone feel overwhelmed this past week at all? Anyone? Just lift your hands up. You know, you guys all know I like to play this game called Let's Be Honest. Okay? Because truthfully, I don't want to stand in a room you know, if, if I'm preaching to a room where you guys are all perfect, you don't have any problems, then what, what are we doing? Pastor Jake and I can just, like, go down to Florida, go sit on the beach, you know, and that will be great. You know, why would Jesus, you know, Jesus died on the cross because he knew we were going to go through some stuff. Amen? But anyone get overwhelmed this week? Come on, look around the room. I did. Not just once, like 100 times. 
Like 100 times I got overwhelmed. And you know what overwhelmed can look like? Because overwhelmed's kind of a big word. Like, well, what does that actually mean? Overwhelmed can look like it can come out like anxiety. Okay? Do you feel anxious this week at all? Anger. Okay? Frustration. Worry. Confusion. Feeling heavy. Anyone feel heavy this week? Feeling weighed down. Burdened. Being overwhelmed, you know, prolonged overwhelmness can lead to depression. It can feel like defeat. It can look like discouragement. It can look like hopelessness. But what do we do when we feel overwhelmed? Okay, and I'm going to read the rest of the scripture in a minute. But I Googled, okay? I Googled. Say it. <laughs> I Googled. When do I, what do I do when I'm feeling overwhelmed? And for that note, for all of you younger than 20, be careful what you Google. I'm being serious. Be careful what you Google. Ask Jesus first. Can I Google this? Okay? Seriously, <laughs> be careful. It's weird, man. It gets weird really fast. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's all you're going to remember from this morning. That's great. This is what it said, okay? It said, take a short walk. Breathe deeply. Visualize relief. Relax your muscles. I tried. I really did try. Write it down. Drink a glass of water. <laughs> I'm not laughing because these are all good things, okay? They really are. I'm, I'm <laughs> Have you ever been going through something, you know, like if, say if I'm like feeling really overwhelmed and Jake's like, here, drink a glass of water. And I'm like, I don't need a glass of water right now. I actually need Jesus to come into my room and help me right now. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, I actually made somebody laugh. That's great. Babe, I made somebody laugh. Oh, way to go. Something new happened today. <laughs> but these are all, they are good things, okay? But this is not what the psalmist said. David didn't say, when my heart is overwhelmed, give me a glass of water. When my heart is overwhelmed, I'm just going to take a deep breath. When my heart is overwhelmed, I'm going to relax my muscles and visualize relief. No, what did he say? He said, actually, Jaden, just put up whatever you have because it's still the scripture. I'll just look at this. When my heart is overwhelmed and weak, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Come on, let's give thanks to Jesus. That's what he said. He said, when my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. And you know what I loved about that? is out of David's desperate plea, he's pleading to his shepherd. A shepherd is pleading to, a, a, a man that has been a shepherd is pleading to his shepherd, okay? Because he understands what following is. He understands what leading is. So he's crying out to his shepherd. A shepherd is someone who tends, who feeds to keep. I looked up shepherd in the Webster's 1828 dictionary. You know what it's called? You know what a shepherd is? A rural lover, a rural lover, so I didn't put that up there. But a shepherd tends, it keeps, it leads, it guides. But he's saying, lead me to the rock. And he's saying, I'm so desperate for you. Would you lead me? And when you lead me, I'm going to follow you. Church, I think that we need to get really good in 2023 at following Jesus. When you're feeling overwhelmed, follow Jesus. When you're feeling overwhelmed, lift your hands to Jesus. When you're feeling overwhelmed, take a moment with Jesus. Amen? He's, yeah, praise God. Come on, Cam. Praise God. 
we got to get, you know, we're so in a, in a culture where we're, we're talking about leadership. I'm doing my master's in leadership. Leadership, leadership, leadership. It's like leaders are the best. You know who are the best? It looks like in the Bible. The followers. The followers. What was Jesus always saying to his type? Follow me. Come follow me. Come follow me. And he's saying to Hope City Church this season, come follow me. Come follow me. When you're feeling overwhelmed, come follow me. Come follow me. I will lead you to water. In fact, I'm going to be better than that glass of water because the water I'm going to give you is never going to go away. You're never going to thirst again and it's never going to run dry. Amen? Amen. So he was saying, lead me to, a, to the rock. He didn't say lead me to a rock, okay? It's important to read the word slowly so you're getting the full meaning of it. He wasn't just saying lead me to a physical rock. He was saying lead me to the rock, say the rock, that is higher than I. And what is the rock? The rock is Jesus. It represents Jesus, the anointed one with the anointing. The rock represents his presence. Um, the anointing that breaks every yoke of bondage. Amen. The rock represents his word that's powerful, that divides between my soul and spirit so I don't get weary, weird and crazy. Okay. The word helps that keep, keeps us not weird. Amen. That's a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. So the psalmist David is saying, when I get overwhelmed, I need to get higher. When you get overwhelmed, church, know in that moment, okay, I need to get higher. Because a lot of times, you know, we have fight, we have flight, right? Okay, and we're not fighting in our own strength, okay? So when it's talking about fight, it's just like you just want to like in your own strength and strive. Flight is when you run away, okay? But there's a new one they call is freeze, okay? Some of you might just freeze and you don't know what to do. But I added one. So there's fight, flight, freeze. And you know what I'm adding to it today? Follow. Say that again. Fight, flight, freeze. And I'm leveling up this morning. I'm saying follow. Follow. Come on, let's give thanks to Jesus. That's good. So David's saying, when I get overwhelmed, I need to get higher. I need his presence. I need his perspective. I need his peace. I need his power, his supernatural strength. Amen? Amen. 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 You know, I remember a season in, when we were living in Victoria, and I had loud overwhelmedness. That's not a word. I looked it up. I've added that. Okay? It's my own word. I understand. Overwhelmedness to settle in a little bit too long, and I want to caution you against that. Okay? Don't let it settle in for too long. Okay, and when you feel it settling for too long and you don't feel like you're getting there, get someone to help you. Okay, someone to pray with you, someone to stand with you. This is part of what we're the body of Christ for, okay? But in Victoria, I had allowed some questions I had had to the Lord. I realize this now at 46 years of age. I understand what that season was all about and what happened and why it happened. That a, not just a little bit of a depression set in, a massive depression set into my heart. And I allowed it to get from my head. I've been thinking it for so long that it got from my head into my heart. And I didn't want to get out of bed one morning. I don't know if any of you have dealt with depression. If you have, you understand. Okay, you understand. And I heard the Lord say, you got to get up. Like the song we sang, get up and praise the Lord. You got to get up. And I can remember this conversation with the Lord, grumbling with the Lord. Okay, maybe I'm the only one who's ever had conversations like that where I've grumbled with the Lord, where you've grumbled with the Lord. But he said, you need to get up and praise me right now. I said, I don't want to get up and praise you. It doesn't work. That was seriously. And this is a worship. You know, I don't like to say I'm a worship leader. I'm a worshiper. Amen. We're all worshipers. Amen. And as worshipers, we're all worship leaders. Okay. There you go. Um, but he said, I want you to get up and worship me. And I didn't want to. I was like fighting this. Because I wasn't just in fight or flight. I was actually in a freeze mode. 
okay? And what I needed to get was out of that freeze mode into follow mode. Some of you are in freeze mode this season, and God is saying to you today, I want you to get into follow mode and align yourself with the Spirit of God so you can get set free. If you noticed in worship this morning, the Holy Spirit kept saying, step into the freedom. Step into the freedom. We're stepping into the freedom. Amen? I believe that today is a day for some of you that you're going to begin to step into the freedom. And it's a new day for some of you where the chains that have been holding you back and holding you down are going to be broken today by the power and the authority of the Word of God. Because when you step into freedom as a child of God, what you're doing is you're stepping into identity that you you are breaking um, you are breaking identity with pain you are breaking identity with oppression and depression and you are coming into your identity with freedom and hope and joy amen amen but I have to tell you this process when he said get out of bed oh, it was a long process like like I'm embarrassed to say how long like it did happen in one day <laughs> But I had like a blanket around me. Long story short, I eventually get down to the piano. I'm not sure if I've ever shared this story in church. Maybe this is the first time you're hearing this. But we're sitting at the piano. This was at our house, Jacob, at um, Limestone. And I was sitting at the piano, and I so did not want to worship, worship the Lord. Okay, this was a demonic spirit of depression. Okay, this was a demonic stronghold where the enemy was trying to silence my voice because he knew who I was and he knew what I was called to do. I literally... Okay, I literally, I had, you know, thankfully, I had some semblance of obedience left in my heart. Okay, lifted up my arm and put it on the piano. That's how strong that spirit was. I lifted the blankets all around me. And I, I'm like, I don't want to praise you. And he said, you need to praise me right now. The spirit needs to go right now in the name of Jesus. And all I could begin to sing was, I'm not kidding. And it was just like, it crushed me. Because I could feel the enemy was just trying to, like, do this. And it was like the Lord was fighting for me and just, like, telling me, no, you need to do this right now. And, and what he wanted me to was sing that song, that old song. Praise the Lord, oh, my soul. Praise the Lord. You know that song? It's an old song. Praise the Lord. If you don't sing it. Praise the Lord, oh, my soul. Praise the Lord. And as I begin to sing that song, long story short, that spirit just begins more and more and more and more and more and more and more to where I've never dealt with it on that level again. Amen? Amen. His praise breaks a heavy yoke. Amen? When my heart was overwhelmed that day, I thank God for the Holy Spirit that led me to a rock that was higher than I. Amen? Amen. I stepped into Jesus. I stepped into my identity. The Lord is calling some of you to take a step today into identity and to break agreement. Pastor Jake's been talking about this a lot lately, breaking agreement with the enemy. Some of you need to break agreement today with hopelessness. Some of you need to break agreement this morning with anxiety. Some of you need to break agreement with spirit of fear. Some of you need to break agreement with defeat. This morning, defeat is not your portion. You are a child of God. Amen. I'm going to say that again. Defeat is not your portion, but you are a child of God. And I'll, and I'll say something that can keep us trapped in our overwhelmness is why. Have you ever asked the Lord why? Do you ever, who, had a, who had a why kid? We've all had a why kid. Why? Why do I have to do that? There's like no kids and then there's why kids, right? No, no. No, Sydney was my hi kid. All she said was hi. I think that was your first word, actually, was hi. Sydney wanted to say to hi, everyone. 
But I want to say, guard yourself against the why, okay? Well, why did this happen? Well, why did this happen? Well, why did this happen? Why did this happen? You go down, you spiral down this why, 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 when what we should be saying is the children of God is Jesus, I trust you. I don't know why this is happening right now. Kim and Natalie could get stuck in the watch up. I don't know why this is happening right now. But as children of God, take on their holy identity and say, Jesus, I don't know why this is happening, but I trust you. Come on. But I trust you. I trust you. (laughs) I'm preaching. I'm preaching this morning. And as I trust you, I'm going to follow you. And as I follow you, you're going to take care of the details. And as I follow you, there's going to be healing. And as I follow you, there's going to be greater hope. And as I follow you, there's going to be greater light. Quit asking the Lord why and start following Jesus. Fight, flight, freeze, and Freeze and amen, amen. So a lot of us are dealing with overwhelmness. But as, as I read this scripture from the psalmist, when my heart is, can we put that back up, Jaden? When my heart is overwhelmed, you got it? It's coming. It's coming. No, it's not coming. Okay. Oh, there it is. Oh, verse one. No, that's right. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. You know, he wasn't running away from something. He was running to someone. I think sometimes we go go through stuff. If I could just shed this depression, if I could just shed this loneliness, if I could just shed this defeat, if this would just go away. But what we need to do is just focus on following Jesus and he'll take care of it. Amen. Jesus will take care of it for you. Amen? And for some of us, as we're going through seasons of pain, is, is sometimes, you know, and I can say this in faith churches, we haven't done a strong theology of suffering. Okay? And what do I mean by the theology of suffering? It seems to me, when I look back on my 46 years of life, okay, it was the suffering and the pain that I have gone through with Jesus that made me who I am today. That doesn't always preach really well. But even in Psalm 23, it says, when I go through the valley of the shadow of death, it seems to me that it wasn't going to escape any of us. Okay? And I don't think the point in this life is to try to escape pain and to try to escape suffering. But while we're going through pain and while we're going through suffering, we can follow Jesus and say, Jesus, I trust you. Do you believe that? We say, Jesus, I trust you, and trust him to take care of it. Trust him to be your healer. Trust him to be your provider. Trust him to be your life giver. Trust him to be your source of grace. Trust him to be your source of peace. Amen? we got to trust him. You can trust him. So you don't have to be worried about running away from something. Run to someone. Run to Jesus, and he'll take care of you. He will take care of it. Amen? It seems, I'm going to say this again, it seems to me in my own life that the pain and suffering were some of the things that drew me closer and closer to Jesus, where joy became my strength, peace surpassed my understanding, hope became an anchor for my soul, life became abundant and plentiful. It seems to me in the seasons and pain that I've been through my, and through my life, and I have been through a lot, like so many of us, we've been through a lot, Okay? That those things, because I allowed it, when it 
crush me when I didn't want to go to my piano and praise the Lord, but I did it. I did it. Say, I did it. I followed Jesus. Say, I followed Jesus. You know, you've heard me share that story. You know, when I collapsed on the floor at midnight in Calgary and I said, Jesus, I'm so broken. Would you fix me? It seems to me in those moments that crushed me violently that he came in and in those moments he used that to make me more like him. And what the enemy intended for evil in my life that God said, I'm going to enter into that and I'm going to turn this around for my good. Amen. Amen. Pain is not your portion. The promise is your portion. And Jesus wants to enter into our pain today to turn the pain uh, into, into his glory that we would walk into the fullness of the promises of God. Amen. Because if we get stuck into fight or flight or freeze mode, we will stay out of follow mode. But if we don't get into follow mode as the body of Christ, we are going to miss our promised land. But Jesus is saying, I'm here today, church. I'm near and I'm giving a word for you today to get you out of freeze mode and get you out of follow mode so that you can inherit the promises that I have for you, says the Lord. I'd be giving thanks to Jesus for that. So good. I'm so thankful. What if in my suffering I chose to follow him and in my following him I became more like him as it drew me closer to him? What if in my suffering I gained greater eyes of compassion in seeing others that are going through what I had gone through and my heart was more towards them? What if in my suffering it brought me to the end of myself where I had no choice but to fully surrender my life to Jesus? What if in my suffering I found a healing I didn't know was possible because in my desperation for Jesus, I allowed him into every part of my life and he knew, to, he knew all the healing that I needed in my life. What if? Amen? Let's look at Deuteronomy 32, 13. I love this scripture. There's honey in the rock. Church, say there's honey in the rock. Say it again. Say there's honey in the rock. Do we have this in the right... No, we don't have this in the right translation. Okay. He made him ride in the heights of the earth that he might eat the produce of the fields. He nourished them with honey from the rock and olive from the stony ground. Okay, so what was the honey in the rock? The honey in the rock was the honey that the Israelites collected from the rocks as a source of food and nourishment while they were traveling in the wilderness, okay? So, so Deuteronomy 32 is a song of Moses that was recounting all the good things that the Lord has done. And one of the good things that the Lord has done was he didn't just give them food, but he gave the Israelites some honey in the wilderness. That while we are going through pain and suffering, the Lord is saying, I want to give you some honey today. I want to give you some life today. I want to give you some joy today. I want to give you some freedom today. Amen? So honey symbolizes abundance. It's, it symbolizes provision. It symbolizes Goodness, in your suffering church, there's honey in the rock to be found as we draw closer to Jesus. You know, as we're going through pain and suffering, you know, one of the things that I love, you know, even in my overwhelmness this week, you know, where I could just not be aware that he's here. It's like he jumps into the middle of it. He says, surprise, I'm here too. Surprise, I'm here too in your pain. Surprise, I'm here in your loneliness. Surprise, I'm here on your journey of healing. Surprise, I'm in your journey of, of you not feeling uh, forsaken. 
again, I can look back at my life and truthfully, 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 I, I cannot even believe I'm saying this out loud, but truthfully be glad for everything that has happened to me in my life because without it, I wouldn't be who I am today. There's honey in the rock. There's honey in the rock. Are you getting this? Is it too intense? I believe that he heals. I believe that he's our provider. I believe that he's our victory. This message doesn't change that. But as faith people, we need to have a theology of suffering so we can understand that even Jesus went through pain. Even Jesus went through suffering. He had to, in the garden, before he gave his life for us, he pleaded with his father saying, if it's possible, would you take this cup from me? And Jesus said, okay, not my will, but yours be done. And it seems to me that the pain and the suffering that Jesus went through, the obedience that he went through was what brought resurrection life. God wants us to come out of freeze mode into follow mode so that we can take a step into resurrection life today. Amen? Amen? There's honey in the rock when you're dealing with fear. There's honey in the rock when you're feeling lonely. There's honey in the rock when you're feeling confused. Can someone go get Natalie so we can pray for her? There's honey in the rock when you're hurting. There's honey in the rock when you need wisdom and understanding church. There's honey in the rock when you're dealing with anger and rage. There's honey in the rock when you're trying to break free from things. There's honey in the rock when depression is beating down your door. There's honey in the rock when you are feeling at your end. What did Jesus say to me this week in Walmart? I want my people to know the nearness of me. Because I am near and I am here. I'm going to end with this scripture. Let's all stand up. Let's have the worship team come out. Did somebody go get Natalie? You guys know this scripture really, really well. Can we open that back door too? It's very, very warm in here. 2 Corinthians 12, 9 in the message. It says, my grace is enough, church. It's all that you need. My strength comes into its own in your weakness. Actually, let's do this. Let's close our eyes and let's lift our hands just as we read the scripture. He says, my grace is enough. It's all that you need. My strength comes into its own in your weakness. Once I heard that, I was glad to let it happen. I quit focusing on the handicapped and began appreciating the gift. It was a case of Christ's strength moving in on my weakness. Now I take limitations in stride, and with good cheer, these limitations that cut me down to size, abuse, accidents, oppositions, bad breaks, I just let Christ take over. And so the weaker I get, the stronger I become. Lift your hands to the Lord. The weaker we get, the stronger we can become. Fight. Flight, freeze, follow. Lord, I pray for every person in the room today. Lord, where there might be anxiety and anger and rage and fear and feelings of discouragement and defeat, people dealing with depression. Lord, as we lift our hands collectively to you as a church, Lord, we lift this up to you.
and we take a step and we draw closer to you. We are not afraid to say we are weak. We are not afraid to say that we need you. But we take a step. If that's you, just take a step forward. You don't have to come to the front. Just take a step forward in your chair and just say, I take a step to following Jesus. There's honey in the rock. Say it again. There's honey in the rock. Say it again. There's honey in the rock. There's honey in the rock in every season of your life. Only goodness and mercy. See, suffering and pain don't change the goodness of God. It can only actually prove more that he is good because I've never gone through seasons of life where I didn't feel the nearness of God so strong when I was going through those things. The Apostle Paul even said in Philippians 3.10, he said that I may know him in the power of his resurrection and becoming like him in his death if by any means I can obtain resurrection from the dead. Come and Natalie, let's come to the front. Let's come, like I'm part of you. Come to the front. You guys could laugh, are you hot? I think this is a good time to pray for them, Jake. Reach out your hands to Cam and Natalie. They're, they're in a season where they are looking for all the honey in the rock that they can. And they're seeing it. You know, one of Natalie's scriptures, if I could say this for you, is I would have lost heart unless I believe. I'd see your goodness in the land of the living. There is goodness to be seen in pain and suffering. There has been so much goodness of the Lord through all of this. They have not got stuck in the why. They have got fixed and focused on Jesus Christ, the author and the finisher of their faith. The joy set before them is mercy. The joy set before them is joy. The joy set before them is healing, is life, is grace, is salvation. The joy set before them is breath. The joy set before them is fullness. The joy set before them is wholeness because they know that when they have Jesus and when their children have Jesus, they got everything. Amen. Pastor Jen is saying today, the simple analogy with honey and the rock is that honey is a picture and a representation of sweetness and of life, and rock is a hard place, and death, and nothing there to sustain you. And so when we talk about honey in the rock, we talk about the, the implication is that though there is a rock and there is hardness and there is struggle when you follow Jesus when you turn to Jesus there is the sweetness and there is the life and there is the things that you need to sustain you found in that place and so we're going to join our faith together right now and pray and believe God for little Azariah and we're going to be praying for Cam and Natalie as well they're for those of you who don't know they're getting ready to take off tomorrow to go down to Louisiana and they're going to be making trips back and forth between the two of them um but they got to stay down there for a while, a couple months. And so we're going to be praying for them for grace, for strength, for wisdom. And I want to encourage you as well. Like we're going to pray together right now. But over the next two months, continue to pray for them. 
We don't believe there's any distance in the spirit. No, come on. In the spirit realm, there is no distance. God's not limited by space and time. And so when they come to your mind, I want to encourage you to take a moment and pray and believe God for them and give thanks for what God is doing. So let's stretch out our hands and let's begin to pray for them. And Father, we thank you right now for Cam and Natalie. God, I want to start by giving you thanks for what you've done already. God, we remember those four weeks ago, Father, we remember when that little guy fell in the water. And we remember how you restored his breath. We remember how you restored his heart. Father, we remember the miracles of the people that you brought in that situation, in that moment when he was needed, when they were needed, Father. Those people showed up. We remember everything you've done. We remember, Jesus. We remember him sitting there laughing just days ago with his eyes open when the doctor said that he wouldn't wake up. And they said that this is the part of him that's broken and he's not going to wake up. We remember, Jesus, that you are working all along the way and we give you thanks. We give you thanks for what you've done and what you continue to do. Father, we thank you that as they begin to move into this next phase, Father, we thank you for great grace in every area. Father, we thank you for open doors, that you are going before them, Father, and preparing those things that concern them. Father, we thank you for divine wisdom, for supernatural insight and understanding. So every conversation that they are walking into, every doctor, every nurse that they are talking to, Father, we thank you that it's your spirit that is filling them up from the inside out, that they have your eyes to see, that they have your ears to hear. Father, we thank you for supernatural grace. We thank you for supernatural strength to walk this journey. That even though it's hard and it's tiring, Father, we thank you right now that a supernatural grace and strength comes upon them to continue to walk this road, to continue to watch and see what you will do in their life and in little Azariah. Father, we thank you that you are Jehovah Rapha, the God who heals. You are a good God, and you are our healer. You are Azariah's healer. And, Father, we thank you that you are at work in his little body right now. And we thank you, Father, for the, for the medicine and those people that are going to be working on him, that you are directing, that you are guiding, that you are showing them where to go, what to do, and what not to do. We come against any fear, any doubt, any anxiety, any stress in in, in all the practical details of moving a family down and trying to figure out how to work and how to where we're going to live and what this new city is and how do we go and where is safe and where is not safe. Father, we thank you that you are in every detail, that there's not one thing that you haven't thought about, that you haven't graced in this season, that you haven't planned out. Father, we thank you that you are going to show yourself good, real, true, and strong in every way. Father, we give you praise, thanks, and glory for all you've done and all you are going to do in the coming days. Jesus, we love you. You are our healer. You are our life. You are our everything. Great grace. Great grace be upon you in Jesus' name. Father, fill them with your spirit to overflowing and may everyone who comes into their presence experience your goodness Jesus because it's flowing out of you in the mighty name of Jesus we all said amen 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 it's going to be a good trip it's going to be a wonderful trip and they're going to come home and we're going to see God 
worked mightily in little Azariah. Amen? Amen. You guys want to say anything? thank you guys I know you guys know that we're thankful but it just means so much to us it really carries us through this time just your prayers and just your faith with us and standing that Azariah's getting his full healing and you're just in agreement with us on this journey that God has us on so thank you really appreciate you guys let's give it up for him one more time God's at work do you want to sing a song? Okay, let's join together. We're already standing up. We're almost about to leave, but let's take a moment together and um, worship the Lord. You can stay here if you want. No, you stay here. You stay here.